Hello and welcome to Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. I'm John Stillman alongside Joel Johnson, Certified Financial Planner and the CEO of Johnson Brunetti, the official wealth management partner of the Yukon Huskies. If you recognize Joel's name, that might be because you've seen him hosting Better Money on WFSB Channel 3 on the Saturday and Sunday morning news with Kara Sundlin. Also in Boston on WCBV Channel 5, he's been an analyst for Fox, Connecticut, NBC 30, and WTNH Channel 8, the author of six books, and he brings his wisdom to us today on the airwaves. Joel, always a pleasure, and uh, we're going to let you descend today from the mountain with two stone tablets of financial commandments. Are you ready to give us these financial commandments? I'm ready, and one of the things I'm excited about today's program, John, is we are going to go back to the fundamentals I have seen in the last six months um, people come in from the radio program. They want to come in and take us up on that Money Map Retirement Review. And they have what we call in the investment business blown themselves up because they've forgotten about the fundamentals. And so this is going to be a great show today. A lot of wisdom here. Um, fundamental advice that people are forgetting along with some new advice to give you some direction over the next six months. So let's jump right into the financial commandments, and then we'll give you some of those fundamental truth bombs later in the show. The first financial commandment to explore today, Joel, is this. Thou shalt not compare your investments to the stock market without proper context. What does it look like when somebody does that, and why is that dangerous? Well, it's dangerous because we have something in the business called risk-adjusted return. And typically, when you look at what the stock market has done, when people come in and say, well, the market did great over the last year, usually they're looking at an index called the S&P 500, which is supposed to be, um, or the layman would think, well, that's the average of the 500 stocks. It's not. If you look at the largest companies, so let's say I was to build a $100,000 portfolio of the S&P 500. The top five companies make up something like 20%, maybe even more than that, of the S&P 500. So I don't own a well-diversified portfolio of 500 stocks. There might be a penny or two of uh, out of that 100,000 in some stocks, but 20% of my portfolio is in companies like Amazon, Microsoft, Facebook, um, what are the other ones, John, Google, uh, the top five companies, very exposed to one industry. And so... You know, one is people shouldn't compare their investments to the stock market. They should compare their investments to their long-term financial plan. But also it's very dangerous to do that because if I was to say, okay, I want to chase the returns of the market last year. I'm going to put all my money in the S&P 500 this year. I've got massive exposure to just a couple industries. It is primarily technology. That has been a great industry to invest in over the long term, but people can get really hurt. So when you're in retirement or you're within 10 years of retirement, get away from that whole thing of, well, my portfolio did 8% last year. Why didn't I get 15% like the market? If you want to get market-like returns, that means you're going to have to sit on a 30, 40, 50% loss sometime before you die, 30 to 40 to 50%. And most people cannot handle that. And the people that think, oh, I can handle it, those are the ones that definitely can't handle it because they're naive to their own behavior. So got to be real careful about comparing your investments to the stock market. Your investments should be compared to a financial plan that's fundamentally sound based on your goals, based on your behavior, based on protecting you from your emotions and having a great income that can support your dream lifestyle in retirement. All right. How about commandment number two, Joel? Thou shalt not give up before giving your strategy enough time to play out. I wonder if sometimes people guilty of violating commandment number one, comparing their 
account to the market without the proper context, I wonder if they're sometimes the one that give up before giving the strategy time to play out. And then they break commandment number two. Yeah, well, and John, we're assuming somebody has the proper strategy. So many people think they have a financial plan. They've got this pretty binder. They've got pie charts in the binder. They've got recommendations and so on. They don't have necessarily the right strategy for them. They have a strategy, sometimes built by a financial planner that has less money than they do. And so it's real important people have the right strategy. But if they have the right strategy, it takes time to play out. Many times, five to seven years is a typical market cycle. And we're investing for income, which means we're going to have some assets that underperform and some assets that overperform. And it takes maturity to be patient and let that strategy play out. I love one of Warren Buffett's quotes that says, the stock market is a place where impatient people transfer money to patient people. And that's a great, great thing to keep in mind when you're waiting for your strategy to play out. How many awesome quotes has Warren Buffett had over the years? He has so many quotes that are just boiled down into one or two sentences that come across so succinctly and sum up a thought like that so perfectly. Yeah, there's a there's a great book called The Essays of Warren Buffett, and it's basically his commentary that he writes before the Berkshire Hathaway annual meeting. And it's just amazing how – first of all, it's really simple. Everybody can understand it. So it's not this Wall Street Ivy League jargon that people try to impress the rest of us commoners with um, because many times that's the attitude, you know, all this technical talk and so on. He's just plain spoken, common sense, just fantastic. The essays of Warren Buffett, if you want want a great read, and it's something where you can just read a few pages every day. Yeah. All right. So commandment number three, thou shalt not chase big returns too late in life. You kind of referenced this earlier. Yep, it's the old temptation. We call it greed. Nobody wants to think they're greedy, but if you have ever felt like, oh, I'm missing out, I better get in on it. Why didn't I get a big enough return last year? I'm going to move my portfolio into that fund in my 401k that did the best last year. That's chasing returns. You're going to get hurt. Sooner or later, you're going to get hurt. Commandment number four is thou shalt not ignore costs and fees. Now, I think some people probably put too much emphasis on costs and fees, Joel, but we certainly don't want to ignore them either. No, you don't want to ignore them. You want to understand what you're paying, and none of us mind getting value for what we're paying, right? I mean, we do workshops all over the country, and I'll say, how many of you think the cheapest fee is always the best? And a lot of people raise their hand, and I'll say, how many of you people rode a bicycle here tonight? Because it's cheaper to get here on a bicycle. And actually, I saw some of you come in, and you're driving Mercedes. And so you don't mind pain when you know when you know you're getting value. So the key here is understand, don't ignore those costs and fees, and then make sure you're getting value for those costs and fees. All right, the final commandment we'll give you today is thou shalt not overlook the importance of rebalancing and diversifying. You can't just let it ride forever and leave it alone. No, and you know, here at our firm, when we build these portfolios, we have automatic rebalancing programs because what happens is, let's say you want a mix of 50% stocks, 50% bonds, just to keep this real simple, and the market goes up 30% in a year. Well, now you no longer have 50% stocks. You probably have, what, 65% stocks, and let's assume the bonds stayed constant. So now all of a sudden, when you got a good return, now you're taking more risk. Rebalancing just evens that out. So in a sense, when you rebalance, you're always selling high and buying low, which is what you want to do, right? Buy low, sell high. Sell high, buy low. And rebalancing automatically does that for you. But again, 
this all assumes that you have the right balance in the first place, which in my experience with people coming in to visit with us and get their Money Map Retirement Review, most people don't have the right balance. Most people don't have that financial plan as a foundation or that retirement income plan as a foundation. They get together with our financial advisors or they run their investments themselves and they just kind of focus on one investment at a time, which is not a healthy way to plan your financial future. Well said. So make sure you have the right plan in place to begin with. Joel, let's take a question or two from the mailbag here. Let's go to Cliff who says, I feel good about the amount that we have in savings relative to the income that we'll actually need in retirement. However, I'm worried about nursing home costs and don't really have a good feel for how to plan for that. What's your normal approach? Well, our normal approach for planning for nursing home costs is, first of all, trying to estimate the cost. And that's not too hard to do these days. I think we can come pretty close. Quite a few years back, maybe 10, 15, 20 years back, um, we were probably off in our projections. I think the entire country, the entire financial planning industry was off. Certainly the insurance industry was off because they made some guesses that really hurt them. That's why so many companies have got out of the long-term care business. Um, but we project that. And then we say, well, there's three ways to deal with it. You can set aside some money. And if you have extra money after you've built your portfolio to, to provide your retirement income, you could set up what we call a side fund, which is there if you need long-term care. That's money to pay for the long-term care. You can buy insurance. And there's new types of insurance that are much better, in my opinion, than the old type of insurance. Insurance where if you never need it, you get all your premium back and maybe even a return on that. And you can also, third choice, is create some legal structures where you protect assets for your spouse, for your family, and um, they're not subject to the risk of long-term care. So we, first of all, identify the size of the problem the potential cost, and then we look at what are the three ways to solve that problem, and then it's up to the client which way to solve it, or they can just say, I don't want to deal with it. I'm just going to gamble because maybe they don't have enough extra money or they just want to self-insure. So uh, it's important to identify the issue, identify how big the issue is, and then make sure we have a balanced approach with our clients, not being biased towards either insurance or setting up trusts. Um, or setting up a side fund, but examine all of those three possibilities because most people are different. You know, not, not everybody's different if you only have three choices, but you should have a choice that's custom built for you. Seems like a theme today is having a custom built plan and having the right plan for you. And Joel, if, if somebody recognizes, yeah, I, I don't have that, what's the process look like to make that happen? Well, the first process is, I guess, understand the problem. The problem is if you don't have a plan, your behavior is going to get in the way. You will change your direction. You'll change your strategy based on your feelings, and you'll hurt yourself. And the biggest people that are subject to this are smarter people, the engineers, the actuaries. They're the ones that hurt themselves the most when it comes to behavior because they have a blind spot, because they think that they won't succumb to emotions. They're too smart for that. And so the first thing is identify the issue. What is the issue? The issue is you should have a financial plan to protect you and your lifestyle and your loved ones from doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. The way to do that is to get what we call a money map retirement plan. The money map retirement plan builds for you a custom approach that, first of all, simplifies all your finances. Some people get overwhelmed. They think they're there's too many moving parts. We simplify that for you. Secondly, we'll do a retirement income analysis for you. Each one of you should have a detailed retirement income analysis that, number one, keeps it simple, but also shows what the stock market or mutual funds are going to do to your potential retirement income, what rate of return you need. And then the third thing 
is we want to do a risk assessment of your portfolio, make sure all of those things fit together. It may sound complicated to some of you. We keep it really simple. For some of you, it might not sound complicated enough. Simplicity is genius, I'm telling you, and that's what you want when it comes to your financial future. So that's the Money Map Retirement Review. Pick up the phone, call us, text us, set up a time to visit with one of our financial advisors. We spend 100% of our time on retirement planning. People that are close to retirement are already in retirement. That's what we do. We don't have any tech billionaires for clients. We focus on average folks, above average folks, what we call the mass affluent upper middle class or lower end on the wealth scale, and we help you plan for retirement. So call right now. Set up a time to visit 1-800-705-1232. Once again, I'll slow down a little bit and give that number again, one 800 705-1232. Set up a time to come in and visit with us. You'll get one of my books, um, one of my books for free. The visit is free. You will get value out of this visit. I firmly believe that. 1-800-705-1232. Again, 800-705-1232 is the number to call. You can also text. If that's easier for you. Just leave us your first and last name if you're texting. Either way, calling or texting. We'll return the call, get back with you, find a time to get you and for your Money Map Retirement Review. Again, 800-705-1232. That's 800-705-1232. You're listening to Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. Joel is a certified financial planner and the CEO of Johnson Brunetti, the official wealth management partner of the Yukon Huskies. Joel, you mentioned earlier in the show that we talk about some basic fundamental truths, dropping some truth bombs, if you will. And uh, I want to just kind of throw these out and you can explain even as simple as they may sound uh, some of these will actually be shocking truths to some people like this bonds aren't always as great for retirees as a lot of people think no they aren't interest especially right now people really need to examine their bond portfolio are there alternatives for safety because usually when people own bonds they're trying to get away from the volatility and the risk of stocks but at the same time right now interest rates are real low And if you picture a seesaw in your mind, interest rates are on one side and the value of bonds is on the other side. When interest rates go up, the price of bonds goes down. Interest rates are at historic lows right now. Very, very possible. In fact, likely sometime in the next 10 years, which you're probably going to live in retirement for at least 10 years, interest rates will go up. The value of your bonds will go down. Plus, the bond interest rates right now are so low, it's not going to do you any good. In some cases, they're going to be lower than inflation. So got to be careful. Uh, Bonds sometimes are a good way to lose money safely. All right. Truth bomb number two is this. Income tax rates are currently close to historical lows. Yes. And we have a window of time. The tax cuts that were passed by the current administration and the current Congress expire in 2026. And so you have a window of time when historically tax rates are very low. There have been times in this country where tax rates were well above 50%. At some time in the future, we might go there. And so now is the time to do tax planning. Now might be the time to pay some taxes today to create tax-free streams of income for yourself and your loved ones in the future. So everybody wants to complain about how high taxes are. Taxes are high, but in the context of history, tax rates right now are very low. Truth bomb number three, and this is interesting, Joel, because it doesn't have anything to do with math. The hardest part of investing is managing your own behavior. I know you say this a lot. 
Yeah, we've talked about this already on today's program. Managing your own behavior, fear, greed. Um, I don't want to miss out. The market's been going up for three years. I want to get in. Um, the market's going down. Everybody's saying we're heading into a depression because employment's going to be at 20%. I better get out. All of those things hurt you. And you might be right once in a while, but then the problem is you think you're smart instead of lucky. Your own behavior hurts you the most. And that's why it's so important to have the right financial plan because when the going gets tough and your emotions are screaming at you to either go more into the market or get out of the market, you have a financial plan to build the foundation and then hopefully you also have a financial advisor that understands you. So those two things, the financial plan and the financial advisor, can keep you from behaving badly. All right, another truth bomb for you, Joel. Just because you're an expert in one area, that doesn't automatically make you an expert in dealing with money. Again, this is something else that you said earlier. You said the smarter people are the ones likely to make bad decisions. Yeah, and I, I kind of chuckle when I think about this because I've been doing this now for 30 years. 1989 is when I got into the business. I cannot tell you how many times we've made a recommendation to a couple and they said, well, let me call my son who works at the bank. As if, like, being in a garage made you a car. It, just because somebody works at a bank doesn't mean they know and, and quite understand everything about mom and dad's financial planning, aunt and uncle's financial planning. Uh, what if your son works at a mutual fund company? Doesn't matter. Son or daughter works at a mutual fund company. Doesn't mean they understand what you need with a financial plan. So be careful if you think somebody else is an expert and you're getting advice. Bad advice hurts a lot. And be careful if you're an expert in one area that you're going to be an expert in all areas. I can't tell you how many times I've heard somebody say, oh, he's a doctor or she's a doctor. They understand money. Ha! There's a reason it's called MD. You know what the joke is in our business? And this is no disrespect at all. MD stands for money dumb. And that is, and I hope you don't take that the wrong way if you're a doc. But if you're a doc, you're brilliant in one area. And to be brilliant in one area, you have to be completely focused I have a client that's an orthopedic surgeon down in Houston. He's so focused on his craft, and he might be one of the best orthopedic surgeons in the Houston area. He's so focused on his craft that he outsources everything else in his life because he knows if he's going to be brilliant in one area, it's going to be compensated by a lack of brilliance in other areas. So be careful. Just because you're an expert in one area doesn't automatically make you an expert in dealing with money. There's a phenomenon called competency extrapolation where you assume just because you're brilliant in one area uh, you're automatically brilliant in other areas so there's this there's this tale of this plane and the plane's going down there's four people on the plane and they only have three parachutes so the four people on the plane are the pilot of course a rocket scientist a nobel award-winning rocket scientist just a regular old backpacker and a priest and so of course the pilot runs out and says well look it's my plane i should get one of the parachutes so the pilot jumps the rocket scientist says, well, you know, I'm one of the great minds in the country. I have to survive. So he jumps. And so now it's just the priest and this young lady who was a backpacker. And the priest says, look, I've lived a long life. I don't fear death. You're young. You have a lot to live for. You should take the last parachute. And she says, well, actually, it's all right, because that rocket scientist just jumped out of the plane with my backpack strapped on. So we still have two <laughs> parachutes left. <laughs> so, so that illustrates the point of competency extrapolation. Oh, that's great. And I have not heard that before, John. Somehow it applies to financial planning I, as well. I think it does, yes. All right. So one final truth bomb for you. You probably have more risk in your portfolio than you realize. 
no, and this happens so many times. In fact, I'm thinking of a couple right now that myself and one of our financial advisors named Dave named David is working with. They have more risk than they realize in their portfolio. And you know, when we run it through our stress test, the one that's available to all of you listening to me right now, it shows. It shows historically how much risk. Thirty eight percent downturn, millions of dollars that they would go backwards and they don't even need to take that much risk. They've already won the game. So why keep playing the game? So again, more people most people have more risk. In my experience, the people that I've met have more risk in their portfolio than you realize. And when do you find out you're taking too much risk? When it's too late. Very unfortunate, but that usually is how it goes. All right, we have time for another mailbag question. How about Russell? Russell says, if my primary retirement concern is rising taxes down the road, does that mean all of my retirement savings should be going into Roth? Well, Russell, that's you're thinking along the right line. I don't know if I can tell you absolutely it should be. Some of that depends on your age. It depends on your tax bracket right now. It depends on where your other money is and what your goals are. But I'll tell you, my son who's 30 years old, my other boys, I've got a 30-year-old, I've got a 24-year-old, 22-year-old, 20-year-old. They're putting all of their future savings money into Roth accounts. I should say as much as they can get into Roths. They're not doing any traditional retirement plans. And so uh, it's a good thing to think about, but there are other factors than just that taxes are going to go up down the road. I would agree with you. Taxes are going to go up down the road, but we've got to do a full analysis for you to to decide whether you should be putting all your retirement savings into a Roth. But you are thinking the right way. And folks, if you don't know the power of tax-free compounding, the power of paying taxes today on a small amount, so it can grow and grow and grow and grow, and then you have a big amount in the future that's completely tax-free, I'll show it to you on a piece of paper. It's staggering how much better off you are many times paying a little bit of taxes today. All right. And then uh, last question is from Anna, who says, at this point in my life, I'm not that interested in making my portfolio a lot bigger. I just don't want to lose what I have. Is that short-sighted? Well, no, Anna. I mean, again, you've, you've realized that you probably have enough saved or... Maybe you don't know if you have enough saved, but you just don't want to go backwards. And it's not short-sighted at all. You, you know, retirement can be defined as 35 years of unemployment. That's a great definition of retirement, 35 years of un- unemployment. And your portfolio needs to be set up to beat inflation so that you can keep up with the cost of living and then maybe get a reasonable rate of return above that. But if you really want to be safer, maybe you just sit at that inflation level and have a very low volatility portfolio. So one of the things I would congratulate you on, Anna, is it sounds like you've saved some money, maybe enough to last for the rest of your life, and you understand what you want, and you're not chasing those returns like we talked about earlier in the program. It's so telling to me that uh, she has exactly the right mindset, it sounds like. Uh, But she's questioning herself because so many other people don't have the proper mindset and she feels like she's doing something wrong. So pretty interesting. Uh, All right. Well, Joel, before we get out of here, let's give folks a chance to have a conversation with you or somebody on the team. How do we make that happen? Give us a call. 1-800-705-1232. Call now. Set up a time. This is a no risk, no obligation, no pressure visit. Set up a time to visit with us and get your own customized money map or get whatever questions you want answered. Once again, most people that come in to see us are already working with a financial advisor. Some are not. We don't want to interfere with a great relationship. We want to help you right now, and we'll give you our honest opinion on what you're doing. Back it up with data. But the way to get that is to call now, 
705-1232. Once again, it's 1-800-705-1232. Our goal is to take the fear of the future out of your life. It's your emotions that will get you in trouble. So call us now, 1-800-705-1232. Once again, that's 800-705-1232. 800-705-1232. Call or text. If you call, you're going to leave a voicemail. We'll call you back and find a time to schedule your Money Map Retirement Review. If you're texting, just include your first and last name. We'll get back in touch with you during regular business hours and, again, find you a time to come in for your Money Map Retirement Review. That number, once again, 800-705-1232. That's 800-705-1232. This has been Jill Johnson's Money Wisdom. We'll catch you again right here next week, same time, same place. Money Wisdom is sponsored by Johnson Brunetti. Investment advisory services offered through JB Capital LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products offered through JN Financial LLC. Johnson Brunetti is a paid sponsor of the Yukon Huskies athletic program. Better Money is sponsored by Johnson Brunetti.